You are listening to the Therefore a Geek podcast, episode 51. Hi everybody and welcome to Therefore Our Geek. I'm Andrew and today I'm it. Uh, due to some scheduling conflicts and some illness, I am going to do Therefore Our Geek's first solo show and today I'm going to be talking about Deadpool. So obviously the, the movie has just uh, just come out this past weekend and it's come out to, to pretty impressive reviews. So I, uh, I drug myself out there to see it on Saturday, and I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. For those who, who know me, I, I am not a, a fan of Deadpool, so and I'll explain that a little bit, but it was nice to get out and see the movie and enjoy it, despite not liking the character in general. Uh, Deadpool is one of those characters, and this is something I've... I've come to discover more and more who you like in comics, especially like on, on various teams and whatnot and what books tends to have something to do with when you got into comics. Uh, I have a good friend. He and I both big green lantern fans. He really likes Kyle Rayner and I really like Hal Jordan. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that he got into comics and in green in, into green lantern a couple of years before I did, uh, when when Kyle Rayner was the only Green Lantern really at the time, whereas I came in uh, about a year after Jeff Johns' reboot and, and Green Lantern Rebirth, where Hal Jordan came back, and, and that kind of explains why I like Hal Jordan. Where this comes into play with Deadpool is that the same time when I got into comics, uh, Deadpool Cable was really coming to an end, and the Deadpool solo title, and then subsequently titles, plural, were just bad. I mean, really bad. At one point, there were five different Deadpool titles, and one of them was passable. The actual uh, Deadpool title, the, the... title called Deadpool was, was passable, but you ended up with, with several other ones, Dead, Deadpool core, things like that, that were just bad. And so I didn't like Deadpool. And the funny part about it, a lot of this is my favorite character is Cable, who is, you know, another Rob Liefeld creation, you know, uh, came out nine issues before 11 issues before Deadpool. So, you know, there's no good reason why I should like one more than the other or love one and really and, and dislike one considerably other than what was being written at the time. So having said that, I actually, I was, I wasn't as super excited as, as everyone else was for this movie, but I was looking forward to it. I think... The biggest reason is is Ryan Reynolds has done a better job than anyone else 
in selling both the film and himself as the character. You know, Reynolds is, he's not the greatest actor. He does, I mean, he's certainly not a terrible actor. I actually didn't dislike uh, Green Lantern as much as most people I know did. Uh, most people I know really hated that Green Lantern movie. And I feel like that was a lot less Ryan Reynolds' fault and a lot more of the directorial and the writing. Uh, so I, I, I was, you know, willing to to give him a pass. And I liked him in as Deadpool in The Wolverine, at least in the very little beginning of the movie. Obviously, the, the end portion of the movie was garbage on so many levels. So, so many levels. But the the beginning portions i think he 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 had a, a decent sense of the character and he really has embraced the character and done a lot to help bring the character to life on film and and he just he embraces it i mean the ad campaign was was very fitting was was re- really pretty spectacular just from an uh, an ad campaign stand standpoint so you know that 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 got me at least interested in the movie, and then obviously you know doing the blog and the podcast, I f- I felt some some semblance of you know I have to go see this movie, so I went and saw it, and and I was pleasantly surprised. So I, th- I th- there's going to go ahead and be some some spoilers here, just as a heads up, especially only being me. I'm I'm probably going to say something that's a spoiler and not realize it until after the fact. So I'll just go ahead and throw the spoiler warning out there and not not worry about it, not care about it. <laughs> let's let's see. What 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 did I like about the movie? Let's start with let's start with the positives. Well, Ryan Reynolds again, certainly one of the 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 top things I liked. I think like I said I said he's embraced that character. He there there is a significant amount of ridiculousness to Deadpool that is part of what I don't like about Deadpool. Part of what I love about part or part of what's enjoyable about Deadpool is, is it's comedic relief, especially in an act in kind of in an action character. Like, like he's supposed to, you know, he's a brilliant, great assassin, you know, murders people all over the place. So there's tons of action when he's involved but he keeps the action from getting too dark, too, too gritty, too serious because he, he's got a sense of humor. The problem is a lot of the comics have tended to get super slapsticky. I, th- I think one of the, the really good runs was when he was involved in Rick Remender's Uncanny X-Force. That and, and Deadpool Cable. Those are both really strong representations of what the character should be. And actually, I think it was um, Mark Wade did a run. Uh, let me look this up before I put my foot in my mouth. No, I was wrong. It is. Uh, it was uh, comedian Brian Pushain, uh His run on Deadpool uh, a few years back when Marvel relaunched the Marvel Now. That was really good. Especially he was doing a lot of the um, Deadpool's fighting dead presidents, which was really funny. Especially when. Uh, when Jimmy Carter pointed out that he wasn't dead. Anyway, that was a really good, good run. So Deadpool can be good. It's just Deadpool can also be done really badly. 
and you, it, it, I, I find it to be really a crapshoot of who you're going to get, whether you're going to get the really good comedic relief action character or you're going to get really bad slapstick. So I, I think Ryan Reynolds did a really good job of, of the action as well as the, the slapstick. And, and Deadpool's an actual character. You know, he has thoughts and emotions and, and feelings, and he, he acts on them. In the entire plot of the movie, he's really doing this. He's doing everything because of Vanessa. And a lot of times in the comics, that kind of stuff doesn't come out. You know, he, he's, he's, he's a fully fleshed out character instead of a caricature that he, that he often is. Uh, the the suit the look of the look of Deadpool was really great. There was a, a there's a really fun montage of him going on missions and slowly improving his costume, and that was a lot of fun. That's one of those that's one of those superhero tropes we see a lot. I think the last time I saw it was in the first episode of Supergirl a few months back. Now, I think the Flash had had something similar. It's a fairly standard superhero movie. TV show trope, so, but I think it was the fact that, you know, he's doing it to, uh, he goes with a red costume to cover up the blood and, you know, because people can't hear him, he's like, is the mask muffling me? And so people can't hear him yelling at them. And yeah, I think it was just, it was well thought out. And although it's a a trope, it was not necessarily done in, in a normal trope manner. As for the violence in the movie, there was a lot of it, obviously, because it's rated R, and I think it should have been. Dude and I had an argument when the first Hunger Games came out, and I, I still stand by my my position in that one. Although I think this gives his argument more credence. His his point was that they were based on the on the book. They were he felt the movie was really pulling punches by not showing things. And my argument was that it was PG-13, so it would reach the target audience. The same people who read the books, and the books were intended for. Um, and he, he called that an artistic cop-out. I don't know that I would call it, still call it an artistic cop-out. I, I would agree with him on the fact that there is a certain level of artistic integrity by making this movie rated R. They can, they can do the character the way they want to. And I think... It, it helps it not be slapstick because if they didn't have the action and the violence, they would have to fill it with something else and inevitably it would be bad comedy. But again, so the violence is, I don't even want to say it's gratuitous. There's a lot of it, and but you don't necessarily see tons of it. When I've seen rated R movies, I mean, movies like RoboCop, I mean, it's more uh, cartoonish, I guess. You know, less less realistic, but I mean, you know, there are a lot of movies out there that show a lot more than this did. This is just there was violence in it, and I don't think they would have gotten away from. I certainly don't think they could have done PG thirteen. But uh, let's see who else. In terms of cast, this this is definitely by far I think the best the best Colossus, in part because Colossus is actually a character. In in previous X movies, Colossus is there and he's the muscle, but he has almost no dialogue and, and there's almost no characterization. He's just there to smash things and throw Wolverine around, you know, pull, do a fastball special. 
this time around, he is, he's talking, he's involved he, and he's very much the, the big brother character of the X-Men. You know, he's, he's kind of younger. He was one of the younger X-Men, but he, but he was always kind of like the, the well-meaning, you know, this is what heroes do. I'm the, he- I'm a hero, not because oh, I'm a hero, but like. I have these abilities. I need to do this is what this is what I need to do with these abilities. I need to be a hero with them. I need to help people. It was it was that kind of feel to it. And you really got a lot of that, a lot of that in in Colossus this time around. Anyway, he was funny. I mean, it, there's a, there's a great fight scene at the end between he and and the character Angel Dust who's played by uh MMA fighter Gina uh, Carano and the two of them just, you know, slam the hell out of each other back and forth. And it's really funny. And at one point, at one point, her, her shirt either rips or moves or something. And, and one of her boobs pops out and he like stops the fight to point it out. And so she can tuck herself back in. And then it's, it's, it's just, it's very fitting of the character and very, very funny. So I think, I think in general, that's one of the, at least to me, that was that was a, a particularly good uh, character moment. Uh, one of my least favorite actresses is actually in it. Miranda Baccarin played Vanessa. I think she did a good job. And, and, and you know, it's one of those. I may have just caught her at a bad time. I I've encountered her at conventions before and been really kind of unim- unimpressed. You know, there's there's a lot of people I have been startled and surprised by how friendly and approachable they are and and she was very much the opposite my thoughts on her are more more from a, a a standpoint of her as a person at least from that in that regard you know dealing dealing with fans and whatnot i think she did a fine job in the movie other than kind of being you know wade's girlfriend and and, and a sex symbol there wasn't a whole lot to her character you know she she kind of she she's got a similar sense of humor and and whatnot to 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 Deadpool himself, so that worked out. You know, like the two of them could play off each other, but that that, that really seems to be kind of her her purpose is playing off of off of his jokes and and you know being there for sex. Uh, the final final one, uh, actually not the final one. I want to talk about? There's two more. There is Brianna Hilton Brand as t- Negasonic Teenage Warhead. And she was fun. Uh, very much a, a kind of emo kind of kid. Uh, the character, actually, I didn't realize, is, is a Grant Morrison creation. And for those of you who have read uh, Morrison's run on uh, what was New X-Men at the time, then went back to being X-Men and the X-Men Legacy and so on and so forth. At the, the point at which... The uh, the Wild Sentinel destroys Genosha. Negasonic Teenage Warhead is actually the the student that Emma Frost has uh, in her arms when the X Men find her after uh, Genosha has basically been wiped out. So fun little little trivia. But I think I think she she was fun. She did the character really well. She didn't have a whole lot of lines. Now what I did find really interesting is that she was wearing what amounts to a New Mutants. Uniform, very, very much New Mutants. So I'd like to see if that's going to go somewhere at some point. There's a lot of 
really great potential there. And there's a lot of characters in that I would love to see really get flushed out on the big screen or even, even on a, even in a TV show. I don't know how well that would work, but you know, what the hell? I mean, if DC were making the TV show, I think it worked better than Marvel. Cause DC is, is crushing Marvel when it comes to television, but you know, I'll take what I can get out of that one. I'll, I'll love me some new mutants. Uh, the last one is, is, uh, Ed screen as Ajax is as our villain. It was an interesting character. I think it's funny. They, they intentionally went with a, um, they had to have intentionally gone with a British villain because there's a, there's a joke about it. The, um, the opening credits are, are pretty spectacular instead of, uh, naming actors and actresses. Like, like, like instead of him, it's like a British, it's just like a British villain or something like that. It's something to that effect. And I thought that that was very in character where it's like, eh, who the hell cares who, the, who these people are? You can watch the credits later. It's a lot. It's more along the lines of just, you know, you know, here's this person, here's this trope, here's that trope, you know, it, you know, it's one of the, one of the, the good and bad things about this movie is that it is very self-referential and very, it breaks the fourth wall a lot. It's very self-aware. It knows, hey, we're we're doing this trope. Hey, we're doing that trope. And you know, to some extent, that gets a little obnoxious. The 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 amount of fourth wall breaking that Deadpool does, and in my that's in my opinion. However, I will say that being aware of the tropes as as much as they are, they could, they could play with them a lot. And if there's just there's a lot of making fun of movies and 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 comic books in general. There's a great part. Ryan Reynolds is a character. Deadpool. Deadpool is starting to pack up a bunch of a bunch of his stuff, and you hear this is my prized possession, and it's an action figure of Deadpool from the Wolverine. And then what he does, he grabs the the, the vinyl record that the action figure is sitting on. So. I mean, it's very, very aware of what's going on, of what it's doing. And things like that do a really great job. Because if you don't, if you don't recognize the reference, which I feel like nobody else in my movie theater did, because I was the only one who laughed at the sight of that thing. Maybe, maybe not. But if you don't know that, it's still fun. Like the rest of the joke is still funny. Uh, Ajax was, was interesting. He, it was like half mad scientist, half just kind of you know your 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 standard mutated supervillain kind of kind of deal. And basically, he 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 um, he feels no pain. I don't know. Only super strong. Angel is super strong. But yeah, he feels no pain. So so Deadpool obviously feels pain, but he regenerates. Whereas Ajax doesn't feel the pain in the first place. So the two of them fighting is kind of an interesting. Interesting dichotomy, interesting back and forth, really. And, and and I think he was okay. I just, there didn't seem to be a whole lot of like background. Like he was, he was the, he was there as the villain because a villain was required. Not because he's like this, he really didn't seem to be like this super important character to the Deadpool mythos. You know, obviously in the movie, he, He's really the reason that that Deadpool ends up with looking the way he does and with the mutation he has. 
because of the experiments Ajax is doing onto him. But it like it, it doesn't have to be Ajax doing those experiments. That they could have substituted it in someone else and and still still had a, a similar result. So I th- I think I think I think I did a, a, a certainly a respectable job as the character. The character itself is kind of forgettable though. Oh, let's see. Yeah, so the movie again, the movie itself pretty good. The action is quite good. Uh, like I like I mentioned with the violence, the violence is is continuous and certainly there. It's not. I don't know. I would call it gratuitous. There are horror films out there that are much, much, much worse. There are there are horror trailers out there that are worse. Um, sitting you know sitting through the twenty five minutes of trailers before the before Deadpool started. We got a trailer for whatever the whatever the fuck the next Purge movie is because I don't care. Not a not a horror fan. I, mean, I think the violence in that in that trailer were worse than 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 what was really seen in the movie. You know, you don't. There's a ton of implied violence. You don't really you don't really clearly see a lot of anything. At least, certainly not in. The, in not not in a rated what would normally be considered a rated R fashion. It's really, I think the rated R a has to do with quantity, and and consistently violent. Also, there's a scene. Uh, Stanley's cameo is is spectacular. Wade goes looking for Vanessa and finds her working as a wait as a waitress in a in a strip club, and they don't pull any punches on the strip club. <laughs> there's a lot of naked women in that strip club. And and Stanley is the strip club announcer. And if I were Stanley, I would I would kind of you know, at his age, I'd be down for a strip strip club announcer gig. That that seems like you know I'm old enough. I've earned it. That's just that's just me. But going getting back to the action again. Yeah, I apologize, guys, you folks. You're since you're just getting me staying on topic and staying focused. It's probably done. If you haven't figured that out by now, I'm slightly ADD. <laughs> so getting getting at the, yes, the action was it was well choreographed. There was a lot of a lot of interesting kind of aerial stuff. Um, Wade did a lot of jumping, spinning, kind of kind of things. There was a lot of again because you didn't strictly see a lot of the violent like the real violent stuff or like you saw it quick, it wasn't quick cuts so much, but it was, it was close up and it was in the camera kept moving, not like shaky cam moving, but like it didn't linger very long. Like it kept moving with weight as he was doing stuff. Some pulled back shots a little bit more would, would have been nice, but it was all right. Um, and then, and there were some really nice stuff. The end, the end fight, uh, takes place in a crashed or a, a, a helicarrier that is being scrapped. So it's in all kinds of all kinds of dismantled and uh, Negasonic teenage warhead detonates cons- a, a considerably large blast and ends up knocking over the uh, the carrier, actually knocking it off the blocks, basically and, and tipping over. That was really cool. Like that was a, there were some really cool shots involved with that. So 
you know, it, it's a it's a good looking movie. I you know I really want to say I think my my two complaints, and and one of them is is a is a is an, is a Deadpool complaint is that they broke the fourth wall a little too much. They were a little heavy on that, and the the manner in which Wade's backstory was told was through a couple of flashbacks, but the flashbacks. It was like two or three, it was two or three big flashbacks, but they interrupted a single fight scene. So trying to jump from the the flashback back to the fight scene, kind of in the middle, that was that was kind of rough. Like that that was a little disjointed. It, it worked, uh, I think, because I was expecting a lot of that kind of stuff, just you know, knowing the character. But I think that probably could have done been done a little better without quite so much um without without feeling quite so I mean, I said disjointed earlier but i think that's the best way to describe it is disjointed it just it doesn't connect with itself well in a couple of places uh the other thing actually i i kind of wish and, and maybe it's just cuz she's an an mma fighter and not not an actress and maybe she's not very good as an actress I, I kind of would have mind, wouldn't have minded to see uh, Gina Carano have more lines. I, I I would have liked to have gotten to to know a little bit more about that character. You know, we got a little bit of well, actually we didn't we really didn't even get a whole lot of Ajax. We got a little bit of Ajax's background and and, and his origin, so to speak. We really got very little of hers, and I think. They could have flushed her out just a tiny bit more. That's just me, though. I, I don't think it would have. I think it would have been nice. I don't think it, I don't think it detracts from the film at all, really. I I would probably give this movie four stars, three and a half, four. Uh, I, I'm I'm willing to be generous with four in terms of the fact that again I don't like Deadpool and I walked out going yeah that was pretty good. If I were being completely unbiased I would probably have to say three and a half but I I'm not going to be unbiased I'm going to say four because like I said I think that 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 surprise factor to me was nice so yeah it was it, it was it was enjoyable certainly don't take your fucking kids to see it Jesus Christ I mean if your kids really 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 want to see it you go see it first and then figure out if that's okay for your kids and then Rent it on DVD. Like when it comes out, like like watch it. You rent it on DVD. Buy the DVD. Rent the digital copy off Amazon. Whatever the hell you have to do, but don't don't take your kids to it. Uh, thankfully, there were no no kids at the theater I went to. I, I went to a one of the wonderful uh, theaters near my house that have the full full on comfy reclining chairs. And I, I got to do that more often. Those are just so wonderful. I almost, I actually almost didn't get into the movie because Fandango, their app, their website, and their customer service site all decided to crash simultaneously. You know, I was looking at the email and I was like, hey, you know, you know, if, you, uh, if you're having any problems, contact our 24-7 customer service. And I click on the link and a page, and a, and a page not found site popped up with a little Oracle logo at the bottom. I'm like, well, someone's having some fucking technical problems. And Saturday night, for a fairly big release, 
that's probably not the time you want that. So I'm, I'm sure Fandango is getting a lot of hate mail over this. They certainly got a hate text or a hate to Twitter from me. First world, pro- first world problems, I guess. Well, anyways, I think that's uh, that's all I've got for Deadpool. Uh, definitely, you know, get out and see it. And you know, it's comic book movies. Enjoy them. Love what you love. And uh, and you know, share it with those who are of age appropriateness. So, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head on over to thereforeageek.com. You can check out our blog posts and our podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. And you can find this podcast and other podcasts like it on iTunes, Stitcher, and we are now available on SoundCloud. We are very excited about that. So once again, I'm Andrew, and only Andrew, and you have been listening to Therefore I Geek. <laughs>